What's going on, Top Notch Sports fans? Coming back to y'all with another episode, man. I got a special guest in here with me, man. I got my big brother, Rashad Calloway, man. Welcome to the show, bro. What's going on? It's good to have you here, man. My very official first guest. I've been meaning to do this for a long, long time, man. Finally got a chance to do it. But with that being said, man, I'm going to let this instrument run for a little bit, and we'll get right into it. Appreciate y'all for joining in for another episode, man. We'll get right into it with some NBA topics. But first, I want to start off with what you think about this list of teams I got here with me. And what we're doing right here is called Championship or Bust. So I'm going to read this team off, read their record, and you tell me if you think they can win a title this year or not. So first, I will go with the best team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, who's sitting at 46-8, and eight, Championship or Bust. Um... <clears throat> I feel like they got a, a good team over there, man. They got the opportunity to definitely make a good championship run, um, especially coming out the East. I think the only contender really over there is the Sixers, uh, maybe Boston. But I mean, Giannis is playing phenomenal, so I don't, I don't, I don't see why not they couldn't. I don't see why they couldn't win the championship this year. I can agree. I, I mean, clearly they are the best team in the East. I mean, the best team in the league, in my opinion. But as far as competition out of the East, I I disagree with the Sixers with the way they've been playing. They don't have any type of leadership. Joel can't be a leader. Ben can be a leader. That's what they're missing. I think that's why they've dropped from being a top three seed. But the only competition I see for Milwaukee coming out the East is really themselves. They are the only team that can beat themselves. I mean, I've clearly got them coming out the East. I like what Miami has done with the moves that they made, but I don't think Miami has enough to really just beat them throughout a seven-game series. But moving on to the next best team, the Los Angeles Lakers sitting at 41-12, and 12, championship or bust? Depends on the other team out of L.A., man. That's yeah. exactly – they didn't make good good moves during the trade deadline. Uh, me personally, I would have freed up some room and got rid of Kuzma and seen what I could have got from him. But uh, the Clippers, they did exactly what LA sh- what the Lakers should have did. They should have improved their team. I feel like uh, LeBron going to be LeBron in the playoffs regardless. Um, his supporting cast is really AD. Um, he got a championship experience over there with Danny Green. But them Clippers, man, they scary, man. On paper and, you know, once, once you get all them guys in sync, you got Paul George, Pat Bev, Kawhi. Then you add... A Morris twin over there. That's scary, man. Ain't that's a team full of dogs. Not to mention they got Lou Will. Exactly. Cass, they got Shandy. killers. They got yeah. killers. Me, I mean personally, I the Lakers were my pick to win, but I I always felt a little doubt just with the roster itself. I mean, of course, when you add AD, your team is most definitely better, clearly. But outside of that, when you look at can you trust a Kuzma? Can you trust a Caruso? Can Rondo stay healthy? To, Dwight has played well, but yeah. To be honest, for them to to Dwight Howard's gonna have to become a starter in the playoffs for the Lakers to make that championship run. But can Dwight Howard still be productive playing starter minutes? I believe he can. I mean, just me honestly, after watching the last game last night with the with the Nuggets, 
they started overtime and they start that fourth quarter with Dwight. I mean, he was very, very productive in that game. Can he stay healthy? He hasn't had any injuries. That's the thing, and and, and that's the good thing about Dwight Is that this what year. You think that's the possibility of why they have him coming off the bench to keep him healthy until the playoffs? That and just off the fact that when you factor in that starting line with McGee, they're a much bigger team, much faster team, but when you throw Dwight in, they're more productive offensively and defensively. Me, honestly, with the minutes that Dwight is playing is perfect. He's showing that, okay, I can still play in this league. I can still be a very good big in this league. But it's also, to me, in my opinion, factors in the coaching of Frank Vogel, Jason Kidd, and all those guys. They coach them up the right way. Something, something that these other coaches couldn't do. Mike D'Antoni, uh, when he was in Washington with um, the Thunder's former coach, uh, Scott Brooks, didn't work out for him. But now he's in a good system with a good leader like LeBron, another good player like AD. It's going well for him. But my issue with LA, I do believe they are a championship team, clearly. My issue is the supporting cast. With LeBron and AD, who can you really, really rely on outside I love, of those two? I love LeBron, man, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan. We we know what LeBron James does when the playoff starts. He, he, he disassociates himself with everything else going on around, and he locks in. Um, I feel like another thing, he's taking this championship run a lot more personal mm-hmm. with the loss of the, the late, great Kobe Bryant. And I feel like he's going to put this team on his back. I just don't feel like it's going to be enough running into them Clippers, man. I don't. I want. It's going to be a great series. You know, they run into each other in the playoffs. But you got you got a, a great coach in Doc Rivers over there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's going to that's gonna set up a scheme to get the ball out of LeBron's hands and make the Lakers beat them without LeBron. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, you got to have more supporting role role players. And I just don't think the Lakers have enough in order to beat the Clippers in the playoffs, man. Okay. All right, next on the list is, which is surprising to me because I was not expecting to be this good, the Toronto Raptors sitting at 40 and 15 at number two in the East. Championship or bust? Mm. They have surprised me too, honestly, because uh, I think I looked at caught, caught a game of theirs the other day, and I'm like, Toronto still, still doing good like that, but man, you got a man over there's name Mister Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I don't think he taking any prisoners, man. Mm-hmm. He 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 looking to dominate. He, he LeBron's out the East. Uh, Kawhi is no longer over there. Mm-hmm. No KD. He's the king of the East right now, mm-hmm. and I feel like with uh, the playoffs coming up. I got a feeling, man, this man is going to leave carnage. Yeah, so you saying, so no championship? Uh, no bus? championship for Toronto. Well, I can, I, can, I can agree with that. I can agree with them being a bust. I think Toronto was so good last year winning the titles because they had a Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I feel like they'll be up to their old tactics. Yeah, w- when you think about the recent years before DeRozan uh, left, he and Lowry choke. They, they, they choke artists when it comes to the playoffs. They don't have a legit leader like a Kawhi over there with championship experience anymore. Of course, they are a championship winning team, but and you know me, I don't want to just downplay Kyle Lowry's game because he can play, but in playoff situations, he has not. He has a track record of not showing up. I do like Pascal Siakam and and, and Fred VanVleet, Marcus Gasol, but I just don't think they have enough to really go far into playoffs. I don't honestly, me, I don't see them getting being a conference final team. I see them falling apart a little bit. And I think health may be an issue. 
can Mark stay healthy? Can Pascal, um, can he stay healthy? He's missed some games, but I can agree with that, but I do not believe they are a championship team. They're good. I, I, I feel like they're a good regular season team, but not a championship team. On to the next team out of the West, the Denver Nuggets sitting at 38-17, championship or bust. Um, I think that Nugget team, that's a real good team. And we're catching that game, seeing what they did against LA last night. Um, I'm going to say, I'm not going to, I don't see them winning the championship mm -hmm. just yet. But I think with, uh, with a little bit more experience, man, you know, you got Jamal Murray, uh, he's who's really improved a lot as a, as a point guard and, and leading the team. Um, Jokic, man, he's just a freak of nature by himself, man. Uh, just but that's just about it, though. Yeah. And when you talk about the Nuggets, those are the two key players that, and other teams know that. And when you get in the playoffs, they're gonna key in on those two players, mm -hmm. and they're gonna say, "Beat us with somebody else." And I don't think they have enough to make it happen in the playoffs. Me, I feel like that's what happened last year with them. It's like the if you watch them play last night, I mean, it's effective playing through Jokic and and, and Jamal Murray. Gary Harris has slipped a lot this year, but they ran into a guy that goes by the name of Damian Lillard last year, seven games. And and I'm surprised that's now. I don't see that team on the on the list. We gonna but get to I that. definitely. We're going to get to that guy I definitely guy right think there. they can get that championship run this year. We're going we're gonna to get to that guy this year. But me, I like the Nuggets. I just think that the West is just too stacked for them right now. I think they're still a young team, and I don't think they're officially ready to really just go at a title run. I see them being a good, pretty good playoff team. But other than that, I don't see them really just being a, a, a true championship contender. But on to the next team, a team I really like. The Boston Celtics, 37-16, led by Kimball Walker and those guys, championship or bust. Apologies to my fans. Apologies to my fans. We did have a small interruption, but we're going to get right back to it, pick back up where we left off at on a championship or bust segment. And where we left off at was the Boston Celtics. So Celtics sitting at 37-16. Very, very good team at the East, led by Kimball Walker and those in that solid young core. You think they can get past Giannis? I mean, you've already established that Giannis is going to be the guy coming out the East. You think they have enough to beat those guys? <clears throat> they definitely got the team, man. You got Kimball Walker, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Haywood. I mean, they got the team. They got the talent to do it, but <clears throat> it's just going to come down to who wants him more. I feel like if it's any team to compete with Giannis and the Bucks in the East, it would probably be my top pick would probably be that Celtic team. Um, now that you, with what you piggyback on what you said with the Sixers, I mean, I feel like last year or or the, that year where them they, them young guys made that run. I mean, they were just missing the leader. You talking about um, the year that uh, LeBron last year in Cleveland? Bro, yeah, when they uh, yeah. when they had Kyrie. Yeah, and uh, and he didn't play though. Yeah, he didn't play, but that's all they were missing. They were missing a, a true, true, not and not taking anything or discrediting Kyrie Irving, but if you put it down to who you want to lead your team, either Kimball Walker and Kyrie Irving, I'm gonna take Kimball Walker and, every and, time. And and the thing, you know, I know with you know with a lot of Kyrie Irving fans and people just. 
who are fans of basketball, they may rub a lot of people the wrong way. But we've had conversations about that plenty of times on, on the fact that Kyrie's a very, very good player. He he can ball. He's, top point he's guard. a Robin, no Batman. Yeah, he's sure. a top point guard in the league, but he needs – Kyrie has always needed a big brother to me. LeBron was his big brother. He didn't have a big brother in Boston. He was Tatum and Brown and, and those guys' big brother. But now with him joining forces in Brooklyn, his big brother would be um, KD when they get a chance to play. I completely agree with that. But my take on Boston is <clears throat> for, for them to be Giannis and the Bucks, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll come down to the play style. My my thing about Boston is they, they have been streaky. They start the season off kinda hot. They were the number one team at one point. And they've, you know, they've been on and off sometimes. But me, I think it'll come down to coaching. And the same thing with Miami. Cause they're also on this list. They got a very, very good team, but Spolchers is an NBA head coach that has won two titles. So It'll come down to coaching for me. And 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 when you got a team that's making championship runs, man, it, it boils down to championship DNA. You gotta have champions. Although he hasn't won a championship or anything big in his NBA career, Kimball Walker is a champion. He led UConn to a national championship, mm-hmm. and the, the guy is just a winner, man. Um, not discrediting Kyrie Irving or anything, but he didn't play he much just, in college. He didn't, and um, just. Just as a, just his his mentality, man. He's more of a, I don't want to say selfish player, but he's just about getting his. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, it's uh, you can't win championships that way. You got to put yourself second and put the team first. And until Kyrie learns how to put a team first, and and his personal issues or anything, even off off the court and in the locker room. You have to put the team first. And that was a little bit of the issues that he had in surfaced Boston. in Boston, mm-hmm. which caused him to leave Boston. Um, just not talented player. You know, not taking anything from Kyrie, one of the best guards in the league, but he's not a leader. And in order to be a champion in the NBA, you got to be a great leader. And that, ha- that doesn't have to necessarily come from your point guard position. Because we've seen LeBron, he makes everyone around him better. He's he's mm-hmm. a winner. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Kimball Walker, uh, man, that Boston was just a, a, a great fit for him because you got young, young hungry players like a Jason Tatum, like a Jalen Brown. That, and believe it, man, Marcus Smart, a great role player. Yeah. You know, he may come in. Yeah, and come in. And, he does and, his and, job. Perfect. Something that the Lakers are missing. The Lakers are missing guys that can just really come in and play a role. Um, but, yeah, most definitely with Boston, I think they have the players to be there. It, my, my thing would be, you know, how can you stop Giannis defensively, though? That's my only thing with them. There isn't, if they, Boston doesn't, they don't have a player that can stop. I don't think it, it's very few players that can just stop Giannis. Like you said, it's going to come down to culture. You're gonna to have to make Giannis Antetokounmpo a jump shooter. We seen him. He's impro- been, he's you're gonna have been to improving that shot. It's it's basically what San Antonio did with against LeBron. 2007. You're gonna to have to dare him to shoot. 
when he's driving, everyone's going to have to collapse. You're going to have to build that wall, make him pass that ball. Mm-hmm. But you know he got great shooters around him, you know, Chris Middleton. You're, you're going to have to – that's what – as Boston, you run into them in the playoffs, you're going to have to live with them guys beating you. Mm-hmm. That's the game plan in order to beat the Bucks in the playoffs if you're coming from Boston. All right. Now, on to the guys who you said that make it tough for the Nuggets and the Lakers to come out of the West. The Clippers, 37-17. I've seen them lose a few games. I'm like, okay, the Clippers team on paper is very good, but we've seen them drop some games and, and struggle in games against the Knicks, the Grizzlies, and things like that. True. So do you think they have enough? Paul George has missed game. You got Kawhi who low benches, but he's always healthy come playoff time. You've missed PG. You've missed uh, Pat Bev in some games. Uh, Zubas has, has missed some games. But they feel some holes. If PG gets hurt, well, I believe it's Marcus Morris that's there. Championship or bust? Um, like I said, man, uh, this team definitely can win a championship this year. With uh, with the season being 82 games, I think a lot of people forget about that. That's a long season. That's a long schedule, man. Mm-hmm. When that playoff time come, it's, 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 it's all or nothing. And I feel like these guys, man, you go through the season – you're going to drop some games, but when it all boils down to it and then playoffs start, it's, it's different. You're going to have to. Those guys have – you got Kawhi Leonard, who's a champion. Mm-hmm. You got Paul George, who is seeking his first championship, who's hungry. Think about when Kevin Durant first joined the Warriors. It's just a different grit that he played with. He was a dog. He wanted it. And I feel like this is probably – the best playoff P that we going to see, man. You think so? I feel like so, it's going to be the best playoff P that we going to see. I'm going to ask you this, though. Because he's been in a position where he's played for a good team, but he fell short. He didn't. You know me? Uh, I, I've, seen Paul, George, Thunder, Thunder I've seen Paul George really ball in the playoffs. We've seen that when when they was going going up against Miami after Danny uh, Granger had got hurt. He was he, young. He became, he was young. But, but, but he became a star, and he played that way. When you look at these recent years – with Westbrook and Melo over there, he didn't look good. They 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 failed to Utah. They failed to Portland last year. You really think that's my that'll be my issue with the Clippers? Do they have enough to really pick up the slack of a Paul George slacking off? Because I mean he he's shown that in these last two years. That's that, feel, that's, that's I, my issue. I feel like they can, man. Because for one, Kawhi is gonna do what Kawhi does, and. I like to call Kawhi Leonard the Terminator, man. He he, mm-hmm. he does. is nothing that that man doesn't do. He does it all. So when you got a guy like that on the court and you got a guy like Patrick Beverly that takes pride in locking somebody up, he don't he doesn't have to get no shots on the offensive end. Pat Bell thrives off. He looking at his man, I'm going to lock you up. It ain't going to be nothing that you're going to do on this offensive end. You got a guy like that, and on top of that, um, you got two wing defenders, two of the best wing defenders in the league. The best. So, one doesn't have to exert so much energy on the defensive end. Stopping on LeBron James. Yeah, so you got, they really, like with, with Doc Rivers, man, the coach that he is, with the intelligence that he has. And man, the experience on beating LeBron James. I he, think a lot that. of people are going to, I think defense is what it's going to boil down to. Coming oh, at that down. Western Conference hands because down. man, it's gonna be. I don't. I don't see it being. Um, I think it's gonna be that old school grit basketball. 
I don't see a lot of high scores coming up out the West, rather. Mm-hmm. Man, that's going to be some some down grit who wanted more basketball. And I feel like, man, LeBron knows that he's going to see a Paul George, a Kawhi. And a Marcus he, Morris. He may see a Marcus Morris. He may see a Pat Bev on him. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. He's going to get so many different looks. It's going to force LeBron to have to put everyone else in a position in order for the L.A. team to win. But I'm, we know LeBron, man. I'm not saying it's going to be probably some of the best player basketball that we've been seeing in a long time. I'm not just saying that with uh, because it's the two L.A. teams. I mean, it's a lot of sleeper teams out the West that can still make a lot of noise. I honestly feel like the most slept on is two teams that I feel like Everyone's just kind of writing off. Um, although they had like a shaky up and down season, I feel like when they get um, when Portland gets uh, Nurkic, Nurkic back, Nurkic back, and you key him in with Carmelo and Dame and CJ McCollum, CJ, and they all get that chemistry going. They got white side over there. It, I forgot all about that. That's scary. Mm-hmm. They were people forget they were in the Western Conference Finals last year against Golden State. They ran to just a powerhouse. That's it. And they didn't have enough firepower. Man, um, another sleeper team that I feel like a lot of people gonna sleep on in the playoffs is Dallas. Um, we know what Luka can do. Um, but in order for Dallas to have success, we are gonna need Chris Stapp Porzingis to be Chris Stapp Porzingis. I love Dallas. I just don't think. I mean, I can see them giving some teams some some troubles. But when it comes to those top three teams at the West, Lakers, Nuggets, and the Clippers, I just don't see them beating those guys because they are young and they just don't have enough to beat those guys. But on to that next team coming out the East, 35-19, and the Miami Heat championship or bust. Um, man, uh, I like Miami a lot just because – how Pat Riley has a whole organization. I think that's one of the only teams in the NBA that they know, even on their off day, they know whatever it is that they do, they're gonna have a body fat check the next day. That's a that's a that team is is ran like a professional organ. And not saying that other teams not. They just it doesn't get any better than Miami. It's, in, man, in, that's, in, that's in probably that one of the best organizations there is. Those guys are are ready to play some basketball. You got Jimmy Butler. Dog. Bam. Um, Dog. You got Dragic. Um He hasn't really even played like that, but they still but, use him. Um, with with them getting Jay Crowder and Iggy. Andre Iguodala, championship DNA. Man, Miami is my sleeper. Miami is definitely my sleeper coming out the East. Yeah. Um, they definitely have all the tools to win a championship because when you, you put them – in a situation in the Eastern Conference Finals, let's say they're playing the Youngins and the Bucks, you can put a Jimmy Butler. You can put Iggy. Iggy. You can and put Crowder. Crowder back. You can also they can also throw a, di- a lot of different looks, and I don't even think they're gonna. It's just the strategies that they're gonna use to beat Milwaukee. I mean, they have the the talent. Then you got young guys like Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. Keep you know, and and. Kendrick Nunn, I don't even know if God went drafted or not, but no. he's playing like he got a chip on his shoulder, man. He got something to prove. He's I a, actually like him a he, lot. He, he he just need his 
his opportunity. My thing about Miami that I like, besides the fact that I believe they can that they can out coach Milwaukee to beat them, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that would happen. But along with the fact they can throw multiple defenders at them, Miami has been. I've seen them play some of the best zone defense in the league this year. That's they can use that. They can use that to beat a guy like Giannis and force him to either shoot or force him into multiple defenders. Me, I like Miami. Uh, do I think they're a championship team? No, I do not think that they can win it all. But they can make a good run. They can make a good run. Definitely. Uh, now, the Utah Jazz, thirty-six and eighteen. They get Mike Conley in the offseason. They're a lot better than what I thought they would be. I still uh, don't think that's enough. I don't think it's enough for them. I, I like Mike Conley. I do believe he may be underrated, but he now I, I give him credit. He can show up in the playoffs. I've seen him do it before when he was in Memphis and those guys, but. I've seen a guy like Dun- a young guy like Donovan Mitchell. I do like his game, but he's a he's not. In he's bright not, lights, a little too he's bright not effective. at times. Yeah, he's not so. effective to me. He can have games where he may score twenty five, but he's shooting seven for twenty two. He's shooting nine for twenty five. I like Donovan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go Barrett and those guys, but I just don't think I don't think they're mentally ready for the top guys in the West: the Clippers, the Nuggets. Um, I mean, you've seen Utah run into Houston. When Chris Paul was there and they couldn't get past them, they're one of the top teams in the league. That's why they are on this list. But I just don't think they have enough because, in my opinion, let's say <clears throat> just thinking ahead and, you know, just think about if they are a fourth seed and you put them in a fifth seed with Dallas. That's a team well, that I, I believe it will be an exciting series. But I, don't, I don't think Utah even has enough to beat a Dallas team. Oh no, I definitely don't see Utah beating Dallas just because um that Luka Magic. It's just I I don't I would say just off of talent. It's kind of hard to say that with the NBA cuz everyone is pretty much talented, but I mean he, we know Luka before he came in overseas, man, he won a championship. That's what that man that, that stuff it, it, you just don't come and win it a championship. It got to be in you, man. You got to be Born a winner, you just and, and you just have to be a winner, period, man. And I feel like uh, with Dallas, I think Chris Stapp knows that Luke it's Luca's team, yeah, but we yeah. need him to step it up a little bit more, man. We need we need a lot more out of you. I like what I seen from last night, and I think a lot more out of you. I think with the All Star break coming up <clears throat> in the second half of the season. Teams know it's time to kick it into high gear. I think with Chris Stapps knowing this is my best chance, my first chance of being, a, you know, playing in the playoffs, I think that he'll kick it into high gear. I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable coming off this injury. Okay, I've made it this far. I've missed a few games, you know, here and there, but I've made it this far. They'll know. Rick Carlisle, he, he's going to let those guys know we got to kick it into high gear. J.J. Barrera, those guys, and let's kick it into high gear. I like Dallas. Although they are not on this list, we have talked about them a lot. But, you know, they can present troubles for a lot of teams. But for the last team on the list, the Houston Rockets sitting at 34-20. and 20, Championship or bust? Bust. bust. Uh, just because. That was quick. Um, because, I mean, it's just their style of play. Um, yeah. The isolation ball is not going to win your championship. We have Kobe Bryant going on record and saying, I mean, it's it's nice for stats. And we know that James Harden, I think he's leading the league. He's leading the score, league in yeah. But that's not, that type of, that style of basketball is not going to win your championship, man. It's just not, especially coming out the West where 
pretty much every team. You got teams that don't make the playoffs. It's tough on the West. They could easily make the playoffs in In the East. East. Yeah, but um, man, it's just uh, James Harden is ball dominant. Westbrook Um, is ball dominant, and and they are what I like to call ball stoppers. Man, once the ball gets in their hands, you know they probably gonna hold it. If they get the ball late in the shot clock, you know they're gonna either force a shot or. They're trying to Turn attack the ball to, to get to the line, man. And teams pick up on that. And, I mean, with them trading away Clint Capella. <laughs> I think that's going to hurt them. They're trying to play small ball. It's, it's not going to work. I'm, I'm interested to see what made who who made the decision in the front office. Because, I mean, the first small ball team we seen just dominate was probably Golden State, and we know they don't have the shooters that Golden State had. Yeah, but I mean, but so, at least Golden State had a six nine, six ten guy can play the center and a Kavon Looney and something like that. They don't have anybody. They had PJ Tucker playing the five, and but okay, they beat the Lakers doing that. But okay, this is a regular season game. Playoffs is completely different. Come yeah, playoff time, I mean, you have to force feed your two stars, Harden and Westbrook. Harden hasn't been there. He, I mean, people know. He's not a playoff player. I love James. I, I I I do like his game, but I do not believe he is a playoff player at all. It has shown they they had a good chance to beat Golden State two years in a row. Couldn't get it done. Y'all forcing the game seven. What was it? Two years ago. Then last year there was no KD. I don't, I don't think it's so much pressure on James. Honestly, uh, I think the pressure would be on Westbrook because we know what James Harden is gonna do. We know the shot attempts that he's going to put up in the playoffs. It's going to come down to – can Russell Westbrook rally that team? I think it's pressure on both of them because Westbrook had early exits the last two years. But I think Can Russ, you win the playoff game? I think Russ knows that with how he got eliminated last year to Portland and, and, and him and Dane, I think he knows I got to show up. Yeah. I got I to gotta get us to the Western Conference Finals. And I feel like it's going to, I mean, I feel like Westbrook, although a lot of people say uh, it's James Harden's team, man. He's an alpha. Being in the locker room, you know who that leader is. I feel like Russell Westbrook is that leader of that team. Whether James is getting a shine on the court or not, just like, and this ain't, um, man, it took when LeBron James came to Miami, it took Dwayne Wade saying, look, drive the boat. But everyone knows who the leader of that team was. Yeah. I feel like Dwayne Wade, he, he made LeBron James better as a leader. Yeah, I think, I mean, LeBron has always been a leader to me, but learning from a from, from his, from, you gotta, from his it brother. Take, it take you learning from a yeah. leader for you to become a leader. I, and clearly LeBron took his leadership to another level. You, I mean, he was more boisterous. He was more forceful exactly. on the court and off the court. He and, went yeah. to my, LeBron James went to Miami to get championship DNA. He went back to Cleveland. And just and, like, and, man. And uh, shared the love with guys like Kevin Love exactly, and Kyrie. The, the and Lakers. And, JR. And they, and they uh, three-peat. Man, Kobe and Shaq, you had two alphas. One decided to take a step, and when he went to Miami, look what happened shortly after that. He won't. I mean, Dwayne knew. He okay. taught. He Shaq was Dwayne Wade was a young, up and coming star in the league. Shaq saw what in Dwayne Wade what Dwayne Wade didn't see in himself. He gave him that the blueprint. He gave him that that swagger, as we say on the court. He gave him that. He gave him that 
that go. Look, you, you know what I'm saying? You got to go ahead and do what you got to do. Yeah. He made Dwayne Wade a household name. He made him, he, he started calling him Flash, man. He gave him that confidence, in, in like, other yeah, words. He, he, he definitely brought him out of his shell. And he's seen that that guy is a winner, man. And probably he's going he's gonna to go down as a Hall of Famer. Top three, two um, in the league. Well, of it, all time. You got to base yourself around winners. Uh, LeBron came to Miami. To be and, around and, and got around that winner. Same and now, thing with CB. Chris Bosh, another Hall winner. Of Famer. He's, he's definitely going to go down as a Hall of Famer. And uh, it's just. Uh, That's what Houston is missing. They're missing solid leadership. I think Kevin realized that this what made him go to Golden State. Let me get around these champions. Let let me see what they're doing every day. That the presence. Let me just be in the act. A lot of players just want that, man. It's not about oh, I'm going to go join the seven three and nine. Although I mean, a lot of people see got their own opinion yeah. on how they take take saying Kevin Durant took the easy way out. Man, the man wanted to be around champions. He that's 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 all he wanted to be. He wanted to feel and be around a winning atmosphere. I mean. When you lose, that's kind of like LeBron in Cleveland this first stint. He lost. He he couldn't get over that hump. Which Man, let me see. Boston was at I home. Wanna, I, want, I want to see what it's like to be around winners. Dwayne Wade had already won a championship prior to LeBron James. He was, he was looking for the help. And Chris Bosh wanted to be a winner. Exactly. He was looking for the help. So, yeah, it, it, it was very good. That's clearly what Houston is um, missing, but... For the last NBA topic, man, we're going to key in on the player who should have been Western Conference Player of the Week or the Month. Crazy that he wasn't. The impressive start to 2020 for Damian Lillard, man. Uh, Portland currently sits number nine. They sit in the ninth seed with the games he had, with the fact that, as we spoke on earlier, they don't have Nurkic, but they have a good team. They have a guy like Melo, veteran, Dame, and CJ Young, strong backcourt. Good presence in the paint with white side. Good young guys. You you get a Trevor Reese over there, and things like that. Uh, you get good solid veteran championship DNA as well with Trevor Reese. A, a, a lot of people sleep on that. He he's a winner, but with the games he had, he had sixty one against Golden State, forty seven against Dallas, fifty against Indiana, forty eight against the Lakers. That was that was a nice game, and fifty one against Utah. Do they have enough to be a playoff team? I mean, they're making that push, man. Uh, I feel like they can slip in that eight or that seven seed. Possibly, if they get on a good run, they can slip in that six. It's tough though. Those, um, those last, those last two or three seeds are tough. It is. Um, but Damian Lillard, man. Um, unfortunately, he won't be playing in the All Star game this weekend. But I think it's well needed, though. I think. I think yeah, the rest, man. It's it's. I feel like this, man. I don't think. The way that he's playing, even without his his uh his big, which is I feel like Jokic is that sec he's the second best player on that Portland team. Um, Nurkic, Nurkic, Nurkic. Yeah, Nurkic. Um, he's the second best player on that Portland team, and for Dame, even to get that team as far as he did last year, he playing like an MVP man. You think so? You think Nurk is the best player on that team? The the, the second best player? I feel like it. I, I don't. CJ. I don't think C. I mean, CJ. I, I even still like Melo. Oh uh, man, they they are much better team. With Melo, I mean, they I, are. But I, I really wanted LA to. One of the things I like that that I like that Portland picked Melo up is they needed somebody else that can play off ball but can get his own shot as well. That's what 
the Lakers are missing. The guy that can get his own shot. But the fact that Portland grabbed him, he's and he's there with a young team, is very, very effective for them and it's beneficial for Melo. I mean, it, it benefits both parties. But picture this. Okay. Nurkic. Mm-hmm. He went out last year with that injury. Broke his leg. So, late in, in that last series, in that Western Conference Finals, with Nurkic, I feel like because KD wasn't, he didn't play in that last series. No, if they KD, had Nurkic, I feel like they would have gave Golden State. They probably could have beat Golden State in that you series. You think so? Possibly. Because you Your boys. Yeah. You Golden know, State. I, I love Golden Curry, State. Curry. You know it. Clay. I love them. And Draymond. Yes, sir. You think they have enough to beat them if, with Nurkic? If Damian Lillard had Nurkic with the way that he was playing, because what, what did they go? Six games? No. They swept them. Oh, they swept them? They swept them. That's why I say. He the way he's playing this year is times two. I mean, he's playing much better Man, basketball. Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard is a killer. We know that. We know Dame and CJ really play off each other. Mm-hmm. I'm cooking. Dame done went on record. Man, I watched Portland. I like the, I like their playing style. But CJ and Dame, and you add okay, you add in Melo this season. They, if you think about it. Adding Melo, I'm not going to say it's hurting CJ, but he's kind of taking that back seat to Carmelo being on their team. I disagree because you're looking at Melo, he's probably averaging like 15 and 16 last time I checked, maybe 14. Within that range, Melo's knowing his role on the team. That's why I love and He went from being a, a bench guy the first two games, or first few games, and they threw him in the starting lineup. Melo knows his role. He's playing his role. He's very effective. He's taking about between 8 to 12 shots on a good game. Maybe may more. But you got a guy like Dane who's taking. He's he going to get his 16 plus. CJ still is in that range between 12 and 16 as well. It's just same thing with like Gary Harris and Denver. He has his games where he's on. He has his games when he's off. But we done seen CJ. CJ is great. I'm not taking nothing from him. But I would like to see him. Up there with Dame more. I seen. Especially, I, I, feel, I feel like I seen the last year. Especially with last year, I seen we needed last this year. Oh, try, I, I feel I, like I, I don't uh, doubt. With Nurk is coming back, cause man, to be honest, when uh, I, when the off season started, man, I was like, man, I don't know who coming out the West. Of course, everyone wants That's to how we see all felt. Yeah. see Bron, but man, me personally, or Kawhi. I like okay. Golden State is my team. I'm a, I'm I'm a ride with them. Uh, but that second team that I really just feel like can get a championship, this championship ready, can get to the finals. That Portland team, man, I felt they were in the Western Conference Finals last year for a reason. Yeah. And Damian Lillard, man, they did potential. that without Nurkic, and I feel like that's a big piece to be missing, man. Going to, going for a playoff run, trying to get to which trying was to win smart the for them, knowing that they weren't gonna have Nurkic doing this regular season. Whiteside. You go get Whiteside. Uh, of course, they did have Ennis Cantor last year, but I mean, be honest, who would you rather have as your center, Cantor or Whiteside? Um, we're looking at the, we're looking at Cantor, who's not, not really top guy in a specific position, or you know what, I, I want to say position, but as far as skill set, you can't say, oh, this guy's a great post scorer when you're talking about Cantor, but when you talk about Whiteside, you know, this guy's a great rebound, he's a great shot blocker, you know, things like that. Of course, he's been a streaky scorer, but He's a guy who can run that pick and roll very uh, very well. Couldn't really get that with Cantor last year. 
But when you get white side, you're a guy, you, you know, teams coming to that paint, that's a guy that can hold it down. Teams trying to rebound, that's a guy that can out-rebound. I mean, even even with adding, adding white side, man, it's, it's a, I like, as a guard, everyone knows that once you have a big that you can run a pick and roll with, that's a good space making move, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, your shooters can spread out. You you can and just that's what they have, it's too. good spacing, man. You got Carmelo over there that can spot up and shoot. CJ. You got CJ. Trevor Reza. And then he, now he Dame really has it with two players because when Nurkic went out, that's what that's what he lost. He couldn't really run no pick and roll or no high screens with Ennis County. Yeah. I mean, but now you you pick your poison. We'll see if I think Nurkic is supposed to be coming back after All Star break. Hopefully, hopefully he did. We'll He's see. Snagging his. Recover with a calf strain. We'll see. But um, when he does come back, if he makes a, a comeback this season, what does Portland do? Do you do, do you, I feel like, man, you you go the Twin Tower road. Depends. I, you know, coming off a, a, a real tough injury like that, I can see him coming back maybe mid-March, you know, really for that late playoff push if they're not already there. But you, you got to know his minutes will be very, very short. He may play two, two or three games, may sit out one. Sit out too, but most definitely, if they are a playoff team, I can see them, you know, going in that route. You know, uh, before Nurkic got to Portland, he was in Denver. He was um, playing a four and a five with a young Jokic. And that, I feel like, man, with how the West is stacked up, you're gonna need, you're gonna that. need that. You're gonna need that because the Lakers have AD, the White Howard, JaVale McGee. Mm-hmm. I mean, the and Clippers. The Clippers have versatile. They got dogs. Zubats, um, Montrez Harrell, Marcus Morris can you know he can play at three, four, and five position. They they they're very versatile with their you know with their team. And when you look at Denver with Jokic, uh, it's just it, it just amazes me that the Rockets. Don't even have a center. Traded both of their centers. You had a good, solid guy in Clint Capella. Uh, you got rid of him. I want to know who the guy is in front office and how he still have a job after that because – I don't like the move. I really don't. I want I'm interested to see what he's trying to do, though. I, I really want to see what Dan Tony him up to, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I most definitely think that Portland can uh, make a playoff push. I believe in Dame. I've been saying – we've been watching Dame since he was a rookie. But I do, I do truly believe that they can make a playoff push, man. But look. We're going to take a small break here, y'all. We're going to come right back to y'all. Small little break, but this ends our NBA topic. Word on the street is that uh, Kel Brook is looking for a rematch with Earl Spence in the future, saying that when I'm 100%, I can beat EJ easily. But um, Earl took the Twitter and shut down the hopes of that rematch very, very quickly, letting Kel Brook know to leave him alone. So, uh, obviously, the Unified Champion is not interested in that match at all. Uh, Earl, uh, Earl already expressed his interest after the Sean Porter fight to get the rest of the belts in the World to Weight division. So, what does that leave Kel Brook after this fight that he has coming up soon? And what does that leave Earl Spence once again? Me, I truly, truly believe that um, Earl should take, you know, a mandatory challenger or possibly get a fight with Pacquiao if it's, you know, if it's there. But uh, coming off of that accident, I would like to see Earl, you know, um, 
warm himself up first, you know. There's nothing wrong with a tumor fight. Keith Thurman has already expressed that with his fight with Josecito Lopez when he came back from injury. But I would like to see Earl take one as well, you know, just to warm up his body and then get that big unification fight with Pacquiao or Terrence Crawford towards the end of this year. I feel like it makes perfect sense. But on to Terrence Bud Crawford, where does that leave him if, you know, with him being signed with top rank, Bud does not have the best options and the best opponents and the high caliber opponents to, you know, fight his last fight in December. He had a little bit of issues with the, you know, rather unknown fighter that he was, you know, faced, you know, that that he fought. But, man, if I'm Terrence Crawford, you know, I would accept that Sean Porter fight. You know, it's a, it's a great fight for him. It's a great fight for boxing fans. And, you know, it gives him that opportunity to face, you know, a top welterweight. Uh, of course, he doesn't have much to gain because he also wants to unify that 147-pound division, but yeah, I get what you can get at this point, you know, um, with majority of the top welterweights being with PBC and Showtime, and you are the only guy with, you know, top rank, what do you expect from, you know, Bob Arum? He can't get you the top guys. His biggest opponent, as far as the name goes, that he's fought was Amir Khan since moving up to 147. But it's it to me I feel like it's a no brainer to take the fight with Sean Porter. Of course, yeah, you don't have nothing to gain, but you know, if you beat Sean you get another title defense under your belt, but it's just the fact that it's Sean Porter. So I would love to see Terrence Crawford take that fight next. Take the Sean Porter fight, get that win and you know, it should lead to you, you know, making fights with the Danny Garcias and Keith Thurmans and Manny Pacquiao's and, you know, hopefully the Earl Spence of that 147-pound division. But also, you know, we're looking forward to this weekend, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, too. These guys running it back. I would love, 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 love to see this rematch. Uh, I do plan on seeing this rematch. Um, I will be posting this episode, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all these things. So y'all let me know who y'all are taking in the rematch, man, Wilder or Fury. Uh, the bed nods are leaning towards Tyson Fury this time around, and it does not surprise me because you're looking at a 6'8", 6'9", heavyweight that weighs 240, 250 plus pounds but moves like a cruiserweight or, or a light heavyweight. He's hard to hit. We've seen that in the first fight with Wilder. Uh, he made a miss. He avoided the big right hand. Of course, he did get knocked down in the ninth and the 12th. I love Deontay Wilder. You know, he has grown on me over the last few years, but... I do not believe that his two knockdowns in the first fight was enough for him to win. I, I, I did think that Tyson Fury won that fight. We did get a draw, therefore we're getting this rematch now. But in the second fight, I do stand on what um, Deontay Wilder has always said. Guys need 12 perfect rounds to beat me. All I need is two seconds, and we know that that right hand is dangerous. I do believe that that last knockdown that he had against Fury, it was a pretty, you know, a pretty long count, uh, but it is what it is. Tyson made his way back up to his feet, and he took the fight to Wilder after that. So, I mean, it shows, man, Tyson Fury has the heart of a warrior, you know, not just a champion, he has the heart of a warrior. And uh, it would not surprise me if he, you know, does outbox Deontay again, but he says, he, you know, 
he says he's coming with it. He wants to knock Wilder out to be a difference maker because uh, a lot of people are, are saying that the only way that Fury has to win this fight is just, you know, beat him on points for 12 rounds. He wants to knock Deontay out. If Tyson Fury can achieve that, man, it's no doubt that he's the best heavyweight in that division because I clearly see 1A, 1B with him and Wilder and then Joshua at 2. But hands down, the two best heavyweights are fighting this weekend. Let me know what y'all think. Let me know who y'all picking to win. Remember that Saturday goes down in Las Vegas. WBC Heavyweight Championship of the World. Deontay the Bronze Bomber Wilder versus the Gypsy King Tyson Fury. Man, y'all continue to support the Top Notch Sports Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Thank you.